Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. A man and his extended family. We're talking about in-laws, outlaws, cousins, distant relatives. We're gonna include everybody and Vince Dacchioli, men's and marriage and family ministry expert is here. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. You're watching PIJN News. I'm Dr. Chaps, Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt. And today we have part two in our ministry men's ministry series on extended family. Last time we did nuclear family, how a man can best get involved and relate to his wife, his children. And today, of course, we're joined again by Vince Dacchiola. We're gonna talk about parents and grandparents and cousins and odds and ends right. and in-laws and outlaws and uh, maybe even step-parents. Yes. Uh, Vince, the nuclear family isn't what it used to be. This no. is, America's not, we're not in the leave it to beaver culture anymore. In fact, the left has sort of thrown that image of a typical family under the bus. But honestly, uh, many of us have other people besides parents and children and wives in our relationship portfolio. Uh, talk about your experience. Well, in my, in my experience growing up, I, I'm especially around holiday times, you know, our families would get together with the extended family. And when you're in an Italian family, it's a little different than a normal family. I mean, when we get together, people would say, you know, you guys always sound like you're angry because you're always yelling at each other. They don't understand that yelling is just part of our culture. And we don't mean anything <laughs> by it. We yell to get our point across and it sounds like we're really angry, but we're really not. But when in our family, we had lots of relatives. And I remember as kids, we'd get together at this one particular home where we had uh, Aunt Margie. I'll talk about Aunt Margie a little bit later in the program, but every family's got an Aunt Margie uh, or an Uncle Sam or somebody that's like, oh no, we gotta get together with them again. Here we go, it's the holiday season, whatever it might be. And you don't necessarily look forward to it. But as kids, we used to pull up chairs and root for them when they'd get together and fight. They'd have too much to drink, you know? They, oh, no. And we'd be sitting there watching this stuff going on, and it was hysterical. But it was dysfunctional. Yeah. And they would always get in these big arguments and stuff. So uh, it, during the holidays especially, it can be positive experience, it can be a negative experience. And the role of extended family members upon your family can be very profound. And so we have to be very careful as we navigate what I call the extended family that we talk about in-laws or outlaws. In fact, uh, there's probably a slide up on your screen. I love this particular slide because if you look at what's happening here in in-laws or outlaws, here is the woman and I'm presuming this is probably her mom and look what's happening. They're looking at this guy. It's kind of like, you know, uh, the two against one deal. He's being and ganged up on. He's being ganged up on. Now, here's the funny part. In my family, that would have been my wife and my mom. Yeah. <laughs> ganging yeah. up on me because they were in the same quarter. So there's all these different dynamics that are going on. And it's very important for us to understand. You know, I say this. One of the biggest problems we face in our relationship with God and our spouse today 
comes from unresolved family relationships. And, it, you know, it all begins with, uh, in Genesis 2, 24, in the NIV, it says, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united or cleaves to his wife, and they become one flesh. What happens oftentimes is that as a man and a woman, we may, we may leave, but we're not we really we, we we've left physically but oftentimes not emotionally you're still mama's boy you're still mama's boy we're still connected in some way that can be dysfunctional and uh we and because of that is very difficult for us really to become uh one flesh it prevents you from properly cleaving to your wife exactly exactly you know in ephesians it, it, it's like the one of the first uh, verses in the bible that, you, that has a real promise it says honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. It is important for us to understand that we are to value our father uh, and our mother, but that is something that we're to live out in our relationship with them as we separate, but then we need to move on and begin to really cleave to our spouse. And oftentimes, that's a hard thing for people to do. So I have a question. Uh, in another place in the Bible, maybe it's in, in Timothy or somewhere, it says, children obey your parents in the Lord. Uh, but for a child, obedience, I think, is appropriate for mom and dad. What about a grown adult man? Is there a difference between honoring your mother and obeying your mother after the age of majority, after you're 21 years old? Well, sometimes you're honoring people as you behave, but you know, it, this can be very, very dysfunctional. Um, you're, you're older now, you can honor your mother and father. To honor them does not necessarily mean you have to agree with everything that they are or have become. You know, I, I oftentimes will counsel with, with a man, in this particular case, I, I know a man whose dad, he and his dad don't have a very, very good relationship. And uh, he was about to go visit his dad, and it was a very, very big struggle for him to be able to do that. He, he, he honors his dad, but he doesn't like his dad very much because his dad is an alcoholic. All he likes to do is go into the bars and drink, and he never talks to his son. He's awkward. Their relationship is really strained. But the Bible doesn't require that you obey your parents after you've left them and you're living with your no. wife. No, it's not, it's not about obedience in that sense, no. Right. But honor and obedience are very, very different things. But, but in this particular case, I advised this man, I said, you know, when you go back to visit your dad, uh, here's, a, here's a suggestion for you. And, and this may apply to some of you, uh, particularly men who are listening in right now, that maybe have a dysfunctional relationship with your own earthly dad. I advise him to go, and I said, what does your dad like to do? Well, I said, he, he likes to go and, and have a beer, go in the bar and have a beer. I said, well, you know what? Go with him. Uh, now, I'm not saying go get drunk. Okay, I'm saying just go be in his space, in his environment, and just sit with him. And, and here's what I want you to do. I, I want you to ask your dad to tell you the story of what it was like growing up with his dad. Because wow. we like stories. You know, as, as yeah. a dad, if somebody asked me that, I love telling stories. Yeah. And so and let him tell you the story of what it was like growing up with his dad. And I want you to listen to what he says, because you're likely to hear the same exact pattern being lived out between he and you and your relationship. Oh my That's gosh. probably what you're going to hear. And when he gets all done sharing that with you, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to say, Dad, thank you for sharing that with me. You might, would you mind if I share with you what it's like growing up with you, my dad? And just from your heart, uh -oh. share with him what it was like and, and so that he begins to see 
that there could be a relationship yeah. that's been passed on. He came back after doing that, and he says it was unbelievable. It was amazing. Now, you have to be careful when you do that, that yeah. you're not throwing mud at people. But this relationship that's passed on is kind of like the domino effect. It, it just keeps going and going and going until somebody breaks the cycle. So this, this leaving and cleaving is an incredibly important issue, but we've got to make sure that we're honoring our parents and that we're uh, there for them no matter who they are. We're not judging them. Uh, that were there for them, and then, it, of course, it moves on from that to our extended family That's as well. That's very profound, and it may provide an opportunity for healing to, after you change the pattern or make it into a godly relationship with your earthly father, yeah. uh, you could have great joy with them for many years to come. I imagine if God heals that in the way that he can. Exactly, and here's something else, and there could be somebody listening right now or watching that would say, well, you know what, that's nice, but what if, what if your dad has passed on or your mom has passed on? What do I do? Well, you know, what I tell people is that, you know, it's never too late. Uh, God, first of all, the woundedness is within you, and God is the only one that can really heal that. He needs to become the person who really ministers to you. And what I suggest to people sometimes is write your dad a letter, even though he may be gone. Write him a letter and, and then take that letter and commit it to God. Just go and pray, Lord, I, I'm asking for you to help me release these these feelings that I'm having of dysfunction as a result of not connecting with my earthly dad the way wow. it was designed. And I find that if you do that and you present it to the <laughs> Lord, he will lift that burden from you. And he's the only one, by the way, that can do that. Amen. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, more extended family relationships and hear about the angry Aunt Margie. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. By now you're enjoying our daily news program, PIJN News, and where else are you gonna see a TV news anchor stop and pray with his audience after every story? We are unique, and we're changing the world in three ways. Number one, we're bringing you daily news from a Christian perspective, news-making interviews. Number two, we are mobilizing thousands of people to pray to God to join us and change world history as it unfolds. And number three, we are sending thousands of petitions to Congress. I know you want to partner with us, and we have a new method to do that. It's by donating your loose change on a daily basis. Well, if you're like me, most people actually don't carry many coins in their pocket because we're an electronic society. We're donating uh, through credit cards or debit cards. We're making daily purchases, and we don't have coins. So how can you donate your loose change? Well. We have an easy system where we've partnered with His Kingdom Funding for a secure automatic donation to round up every purchase that you make to the nearest dollar. Well, what do I mean by that? Let's say you go and you buy a cup of coffee and, and a, a bagel and the, the purchase is $5.75. And you swipe your credit card. Well, because you've signed up your card with our system, it'll be rounded up to $6 and that 25 cent difference will be donated to our ministry automatically. And you don't even have to think about it. You're rounding up to the next dollar, you're donating your spare change to us on a, on a regular basis, and you're changing the world with PIJN News. Just visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and click on the Loose Change icon. It'll take you through an automatic sign-up process, and at the end of the year, you will get a tax-deductible receipt of your giving for the entire year. So help us change the world today. Visit PrayInJesusName.org and partner with us to change the world. God bless you in Jesus' name. He is the intersection of church and state. 
Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Vince Dacchioli. We're in part two. Uh, part one on yesterday's show, which you can find at PrayInJesusName.org, was about the nuclear family, how men can bless their wives and their children. Vince, today you're talking about extended family, including grandparents, parents, cousins, in-laws, outlaws. Right. Uh, I want to ask you later about step-parents, because I have a step-mom mm. and a step-dad. Uh, but talk about angry Aunt Mergy. Well, uh, by the way, the same thing, the same ideas we're talking about here applies to step uh, moms and stepdads as well. But uh, Aunt Margie was a, the, the bigger than life character in our family that if you were to poll most of the family members, they would say to you, especially again around holiday times when the families would typically get together, uh, I don't look forward to that because there would either be some friction or some arguing and some things going on that were uncomfortable. Now, if in a Christian family, oftentimes what happens is this: there's this separation between us and other family members who we know do not believe the way we do. And by the way, that is getting worse in our culture today. When you have family members that, uh, that, that they, they not only do not believe the way you do, they don't even want to tolerate the way you believe. They don't even want to talk about it. And, and you're not so, just talking about religion and politics at the dinner table at Thanksgiving. No. You're talking about major dysfunction which splits families apart. The major dysfunction splits them apart, but I'm talking also about family members that don't believe the way you do, and they, you may feel as though you're uncomfortable being around them, they feel exactly the same way about you. Wow. Oh, we have to go listen to Vince now talk about God again. I don't want to go through all that. So we have to be mindful of where people are at yep. any given point in time and, and let God season the things we do and the, and the things that we say. So the Aunt Margie in our family was just a very dysfunctional person, it had nothing to do with religion, but sadly in today's world, oftentimes it does. And I'm presuming most of your viewers believe in God, love God, but probably do have have family members who may not think the way they do and they look at you and they immediately are uncomfortable wanting to be around you because you think or they think that you th you believe that they are not holy enough or that they're not up to your standard we have to be careful and mindful uh, when we're approaching our families but we have an opportunity and so a lot of this has to do Gordon with with the wrong attitude and, and I think it's very important for people to understand this. I have three things that I think you need to consider as you're approaching times when your family gets together that could help you in becoming a ministering agent in that situation instead of just a thorn. Okay. The first one is to do an attitude audit, I call it. Uh, uh, that, by that I mean, think about the discomfort you may be feeling toward getting together with that family member or those family members or it could be uh, a stepmom or a stepdad. What is my attitude? Is my attitude one uh, that has to be challenged? Uh, you know, there's the, a the thing in, in psychology called the Pygmalion effect. The Pygmalion effect suggests that my attitude and assumptions about people, places, and things can actually become the reason why they are the way they are. I could be inadvertently contributing to the problem. You're it, causing Aunt Margie to be angrier than she was before. Unconsciously, I could do that. Here, here's a classic example. Uh, someone works for you, and you see them out of your office window working on the shop floor, and you look at them, and you see something you don't like, and you say to yourself, there's no way that guy's gonna make it here. What the Pygmalion effect 
suggests is that you will unconsciously subvert that man's ability to make it there because you've already developed the attitude. It's a, like a self-fulfilling prophecy wow. that he's not going to make it. Uh, early on in behavioral studies, they had an eighth grade class of students. They, ch they had 20 children that they tested and they discovered five of them were gifted. They were off the charts. They introduced the class to the teacher, gave her the class for the entire year, and they identified these five kids as being off the charts, gifted. At the end of the year, they retested all the children and discovered that, in fact, these five kids that validated the first test, they, were, they, they learned way more than anybody else in the class. They tested better. They, way better. And then they broke the news to the teacher. They never, they never tested any of the kids the first time. They simply picked five kids at random and told the teacher they were gifted. And the teacher Whoa. treated them differently, differently, and therefore they became you know, gifted. Gordon, I'll tell you honestly, when I share that story, I, I get emotional because yeah. I think to myself, gee, I wonder what it would be like if every teacher thought every kid was gifted. Or every That's parent. That's the attitude audit. Yeah. What is my attitude toward that person? Is it a right attitude? Am I thinking the best for them or yeah. thinking the worst? And so the step number one is to do an attitude audit. Yeah. Uh, Philippians 2, 4 and 5 says, Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Can you imagine uh, how the world would be different if we saw other people through his eyes? Right. Incredible, incredibly important. And sometimes make a list, write down how you feel, you know. Or Number, even see ourselves through Christ's oh, eyes. Oh, that is huge. You have a self-attitude problem. Yes, a lot of people yes. are filled with, I was a chaplain in the Navy and I used to counsel sailors that were filled with self-doubt or self-hatred or self-unforgiveness. And they've got to let go and see themselves yes. as Christ would love them. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you, there's nothing more important than being able to see the world beginning with yourself and of course others through Jesus' eyes. And, and I ask him that fresh every morning, Lord, help, help me understand your perspective, how, how you feel about things. <laughs> and what he keeps saying to me, Gordon, is that you'll never have a greater uh, understanding of my perspective until you first experience a greater awareness of my presence. And that's yeah. his, his way of uh, in, encouraging me to spend more time with him. Is that the him. second thing? You said there are three things to consider. The second thing has to do with prayer. The, the second thing has to do with pray, prayer. Now, here's an example. I, I say pray for and, and seek opportunity to restore if you've got a bad attitude or you've got a bad relationship, to restore the relationship. And, and the way you do that is you just bring that person before the Lord. In my case, I was just a young kid and Aunt Margie passed away many, many years ago. So I, I really didn't even know the Lord at that time. But if I were to approach that situation today in my family, and there are a couple of people in my family that I would, I would pray this way. I would say, Lord, we're going to be getting together with and then name the person. And say, Lord, help to make me an instrument and what you desire to do to minister to that person. Right. Help me to get my eyes off of anything they may do, be doing to me, get my focus off of what hurts I may be feeling as a result of this relationship, and help me to understand how can I be your agent in helping this person. And sometimes it's a matter of, uh, I've had God say this, Vince, when you go there, don't do anything or say anything. Don't try to give any advice. Sometimes that's the worst thing you can do. Sometimes you just need to just be there, love them, not condemn them, not judge them, or so, even feel like you're judging them. And by the way, Gordon, judgment doesn't have to be anything that right. you say. Watch this. Judgment can be as simple as this. You roll your eyes. You, you, it is amazing what people pick up on yeah, in, in our attitude. 
which gets back to our attitude. Before we take this short break, can you read this scripture from Galatians here? The scripture of Galatians says this. Galatians 6.10 6, says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. But it, also, it says to all people. And the way we add to the family of believers sometimes is the way we witness and we do things for people who maybe don't know the Lord. Very important. There is a third factor, which we're gonna talk about after this short break, how you can use your gifts that God has given you to bless those in your extended family. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How is your marriage doing? Ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know, there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage. I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four-part video teaching series, a marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You want to have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. You know, people ask me, chaps, we're watching on this network. We've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends don't have this network, or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we are on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their Roku box or their Amazon Fire box. Just look under the religion or news categories. Or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet. Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're gonna conclude this part of our two-part interview with Vince Dacchioli, asking about spiritual gifts. Now Vince, uh, if you're a Christian, if you want to minister to your family, especially your extended family, God has probably put certain gifts inside right. of you that are gonna give you skills that you can use to be a blessing. Absolutely, and you know, again, if you go back and just look at what we're talking about, it's important to have the right attitude. It's important to bring that person in these circumstances before God. And then it's, it's a simple matter of saying, Lord, what have you given me? What have you equipped me with that could, that could be used to minister in a very rich way to this person? And so we use our gifts and, and it could be just things that we've learned or discovered in life, experiences that we've had. And what I find is that oftentimes God will allow me to 
to reach back into my past and think of something that might be a powerful illustration to use in the life of this person, maybe that I don't have the right kind of relationship with. Here's an example. I have an extended family member years ago that uh, I, I really didn't care for very much, and we didn't get along very well. And the Lord brought to my recollection some things that happened in my family where I was able to tell them a story that they could relate with of how God dealt with me in overcoming some things that I knew they were struggling with. And it, it pointed right to the issues that they were facing in their family at that particular point in time. So, But what, you were talking about yourself, I was not talking about, about myself. Them. Exactly. So I, I took and, and I took the gift that God had given me of being able to articulate something in a way that would resonate with them, not hurt their feelings, but be an example. And uh, it worked, it worked. So uh, it's simply a matter of saying, Lord, what can I do? What can I do to bless this person? What have you given me that will yeah. turn, the, turn this thing around possibly? In 1 Peter 4.10, it says this, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. It's very important uh, that we understand this because each of us can look back upon our lives and we can see areas where God has helped us. Now, it could be also something we've experienced or learned. I happen to have spent a lot of time in the, in the business world, learning leadership principles. I had another family member that was struggling at their job and I was able to help them and give them some advice on how they could better relate to their boss. It's something very practical that they could have a conversation with me about and walk away thinking, well, that was really great, Vince. Now here's a relationship that's kind of estranged, but now the person walks away and said, he's contributed something to my life. Wow. Boy, there's no better way of getting relationships back on the right uh, solid rock than to be able to use your gifts to help another person. So that's why I say, look for ways now with the right attitude and bringing them before God, look for ways God might use you to bless them where they're in their world. You know, if, if somebody's watching this at home and, and that maybe uh, some holidays have come or gone recently and they've been around their family, but they're, the, those relationships are dysfunctional. Um, would you lead these people in prayer? Somebody out here is touched by what you've said today and I wonder if you just minister to them. I, I will, but let me say this too, as I lean into this prayer, avoid the, the temptation to try to get away from these people. What God would want you to do is not avoid them, but go right at them. Uh, formulate a plan and say, okay, how can I make this thing better? You take the first initiative. Don't right. wait for them to do it. Good idea. And that's very, very important for us to understand. Well, Lord, I thank you again for the, the great opportunity we've had to come and talk about family and talk about extended family. And I know that there are many people who are listening right now that have people in their own family that they're thinking about and they're, they're estranged from, and they really need help in trying to, um, to get the relationship uh, in, on the right course. And I pray right now that you would give them supernatural wisdom, Lord, that you'd speak to their heart and let them know how to write, have the right attitude, how to bring those people before you and before your throne, and even develop a plan of how they can approach them and use the gifts you've given them to minister richly into their lives. I pray against all the forces that are at cross purposes with your will in this matter, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I pray, Lord, that you would open up great doors of opportunity in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our guest has been Vince Dacchioli. His website is otm.co. 
It's not .com, it's otm.co. He has many DVDs and teaching resources you can get. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. I'm Dr. Chaps. Call us if you want prayer today, 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Today I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.